Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue into the promised land in chapter 5 of Joshua, verse 1. When all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings who lived along the Mediterranean coast heard how the Lord had dried up the Jordan River so the people of Israel could cross, they lost heart and were paralyzed with fear because of them. At that time, the Lord told Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the second generation of Israelites. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the entire population of Israel at Gilbeath Halar. I'm sorry, Haaraloth. Joshua had to circumcise them because all the men who were old enough to fight in battle when they left Egypt had died in the wilderness. Those who left Egypt had all been circumcised. But none of those born after the exodus during the years in the wilderness had been circumcised. The Israelites had traveled in the wilderness for 40 years until all the men who were old enough to fight in the battle when they left Egypt had died. For they had disobeyed the Lord, and the Lord vowed that he would not let them enter the land that he had sworn to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. So Joshua circumcised their sons, those who had grown up to take their father's places, for they had not been circumcised on the way to the promised land. After all the males had been circumcised, they rested in the camp until they were all healed. So they, they're they dedicating themselves to God through the covenant sign of circumcision. And they can't celebrate Passover if they're uncircumcised. It's part of their covenant with God that they will be circumcised to show that they are one with God. Then the Lord said to Joshua in verse 9, Today I have rolled away the shame of your slavery in Egypt, so that place has been called Gilgal to this day. When the Israelites were camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the first month. And I'm going to pause here. He specifically says, God specifically says that he's ruled away the shame. When we enter into covenant with God, when we accept Jesus as our Savior, our shame is rolled away. Our past, our shame and guilt of anything that we've done, any sins we've done, anything that's been done wrongfully to us, anything that we've endured is rolled away. Jesus takes our shame and guilt and he rolls it away. He took it on the cross so we don't have to live in that any longer. In verse 11, The very next day they began to eat unleavened bread and roasted grain harvested from the land. No manna appeared on the day that they first ate from the crops of the land, and it was never seen again. So from that time on, the Israelites ate from the crops of Canaan. When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you a friend or a foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. So he's on God's side. And these are battles. God is fighting the battles for his people. God is on his own side. And those who trust in God will be kept safe because we are God's and we are on his side. The battles fought here are between the gods of the Canaanites and God himself. And Israel plays a part and has to have active obedience and show active obedience to God 
but God is the one that is fighting the battle. And the commander of God's army is present, and God's army is ready to go and ready to battle for them. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the side. I'm sorry. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. This is Joshua's burning bush. When Moses approached the burning bush, God told him to take off his sandals because he was standing on holy ground. And this is just like that time with Moses. He is standing before God on holy ground, and he is to take off his sandals. In chapter 6, verse 1, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. And on the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can, and then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into town. So they're doing it the seven times, and seven is the number of fullness and completion and totality and completion and power, and the city is going to fall by God's strong arm. The city falls without Israel ever lifting a single finger. And God is the one that is going into the battle for them. God is making the way and God is giving them this city. In verse 6, So Joshua called together the priests and said, Take up the ark of the Lord's covenant and assign seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave the orders to the people, March around the town and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. After Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched, and the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns, and some behind the Ark, with the priests continually blowing the horns. Do not shout, do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout and then shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day, and then everyone returned to spend the night in the camp. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with the ram's horns marched in front of the ark of the Lord, blowing their horns. Again, the armed men marched both in front of the priests with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to camp. They followed this pattern for six days. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time, they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab, the prostitute, and the others in her house will be spared, for she protected our spies. 
Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction, or you yourselves will be completely destroyed, and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, and iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could, and suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. So God's army tumbled the walls down, and God can easily give victory to those who trust in him. God conquered the city for his people, and he conquers our struggles for us as well. And they're going to save Rahab the prostitute because she showed faith in action. She has the fear of the Lord, and she trusts in God, and she chose God's side. So they're going to honor their promise to keep her safe. In verse 21, They completely destroyed everything in it with their swords, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, goats, and donkeys. Meanwhile, Joshua said to the two spies, Keep your promise. Go to the prostitute's house and bring her out, along with all of her family. And the men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, mother, brothers, and all the other relatives who were with her. They moved her whole family to a safe place near the camp of Israel. So here we can trust God's rescue. God's rescue is faithful, secure, and his promises are true. And faith can save you, and it is God's promise. It will save you. In verse 24, Then the Israelites burned the town and everything in it. Only the things made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron were kept for the treasury of the Lord's house. So Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute and her relatives who were with her in the house because she had hidden the spies that Joshua sent to Jericho, and she lives among the Israelites to this day. At that time, Joshua invoked this curse. May the curse of the Lord fall on anyone who tries to rebuild the town of Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundation. At the cost of his youngest son, he will set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his reputation spread throughout the land. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're all having a most wonderful day.